Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You see, your old ones here, they're selected at birth. And my new ones, we're talking recombination. They're practically manufactured using DNA profiles and some manipulation. More endurance, quick responses, better hand-eye, improved technical training. It's a whole different standard. My daddy was in maintenance. <laughs> Up the chain! <laughs> this is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack, or to it for the first time. It's uh, Film Sack, mind of the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 478. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Brian. Three dogs and a wild boar walk into a bar dunaway. No, um, oh, hi. Good morning, or <laughs> afternoon, or wherever the crap time it is on your blustery trash planet. Mm. Thank you for rescuing me and bringing me to your home made of human waste. I'm a man of few words, a soldier. If you have questions, I have face tattoos to answer them. But yeah, <laughs> here comes the butt. I'm in the next room laying in the pile of trash you call a guest bed, recovering from my near-death coma, when I awoken by the sound of what can best be described as a flesh trumpet. <laughs> Explain before I kill you and your family. <laughs> <laughs> a Zerbert war. I'm in. Point me to these Zerberts and I will destroy them all. Sir, please remove your lips from my tummy. <laughs> and that's how Todd learned to stop war and to start loving. <laughs> that's true. It's absolutely true. It's an amazing intro. <laughs> I, wake, oh. I wake up every morning to a Zerbert war. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, it's actually called a raspberry war out here. Anybody got yeah, a different I've term heard both. for it? Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard raspberry, both. Zerbert, uh, I wonder well, if I Zerbers captured involve the stomach. Raspberries are just just anywhere, yeah, right? right? With your right. your lips and tongue. Yeah, wait, <laughs> <Hello? laughs> tongue. Wait, whoa, wait. Whoa, whoa. Uh, tongue. Oh, don't you be... don't stick your tongue out for a, a raspberry. Frank's Zerbert. Oh no, he's oh, right. Okay. He's right. If you're doing a Zerbert, no tongue. If you're doing a raspberry, hundred percent tongue. No problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's out in the open, you're flopping around. You're not licking some kids. I know it's early for this, but just like a Saturday night at a There you house. go. D- ding. Uh, also with us, Randy, nothing like Christmas on the trash planet, Jordan. 
Aloha, Scott. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Uh, good morning, Mick Colonel Malfoy. I'm I'm just about done here with your orders for putting the finishing touches on your army of super soldiers. And I have uh, three additional items that came up and I need to get your approval for. I'll show you here. So uh, number one, you see here, you asked us to implement technology that makes all their punches and kicks sound exactly like a snare drum being struck by a redwood tree. Mm. So we made that happen, but as you can see, we were only able to make the one sound. So every time any soldier gets punched, you're going to hear that same sound with no variation. All right, number two, <laughs> uh, you wanted us to find a way to make your counterpart's teeth bleed. <laughs> Turns out that's Gary Busey. He's yeah. the only living man we've ever heard of whose teeth each contain a pint of blood. <laughs> so, no, no charge there. Number three, you wanted face tattoos on your soldiers. Okay. Here's the thing. It's a law of the universe that a face tattoo cannot be both scary, intimidating and include the person's name. Just look at your rival's number one soldier. In order to fit his name on his face, they only had three to four characters of space, so they used the name Todd. <laughs> his name says Todd. Please, okay, stop laughing, Colonel. You're gonna, Colonel Malfoy. I'm, I'm trying to stay professional here, but I know what. What's their number two soldier name? Poop. <laughs> Poop. I was thinking like Apologies. Troy. Apologies to all our listeners named Todd, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Or I'm, Todd. I'm sure there's a few Todds, but boy, that landed yeah, wrong. What did you do if their name was longer than five or six characters? Right. I mean, yeah, you had, we had to shorten it to four to, characters. Yeah. We had to shave their head and wrap around. What if Your name is Bria. Jonathan. <laughs> uh, the, well, it's finally, Brian, we really need more people on snake duty, Ibit. Mm. Oh, do, do we? Mm. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to my office, Mr. Russell. Or can I call you Kurt? <laughs> no need to answer. I'll be your dialect coach for the film Soldier. Thanks for coming by. Uh, if you don't have any questions, we'll just dive right in. Nothing? Okay, great. Let's go. In your first scene, uh, let's start on page six. Okay, we finally see your character as an adult. I Oh, yes, I see you looking at my groceries. Yeah, I had to run out during my lunch hour and pick up supplies for a camping trip this weekend. But anyway, back to the script. Uh, you're playing a grizzled old soldier named Todd. Is that right? Todd? Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Todd. Todd's been bred for one thing and one thing only, fighting. The colonel tells you to show him what you can do. Your reply? Oh, all right. You've got a mouthful of marshmallows. Okay. Well, those are from my s'mores for the camping trip, but I'll I'll let you finish those and we'll come back to that. Uh, we really want to try and get across the point. You're this, you're this grizzled old soldier. So your dialect is going to be Boy, you're really interested in my groceries over there, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on to page 26, you've befriended a woman in the village. She's just about the only person that you've connected with. She asks you, what's it like to be a soldier? And you reply, oh, wow, that is a lot of peanut butter. That's uh, mm. going to be for the sandwiches for the camping trip. I don't think I've ever seen someone put that much peanut butter in their mouth all at once. Um, here, take this cup of coffee to help wash that down. Oh, watch out. It's hot. <sighs> How about if I just suggest to the director that your character spends the majority of the, fo the film not talking? Sound good? <laughs> I'll, I'll take your silence as a yes. <laughs> and shoving food in his face. $20 million to say hardly anything. 
Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, they didn't say hardly anything. Did you see that physique? He was saying a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. And also, clearly worked real hard on that. I mean, you you don't just walk in like that. But uh, yeah, the movie is Soldier. Uh, I want to say, by the way, we found out just kind of on the side that one of our listeners, Curtis, uh, by way of his awesome wife, (laughs) Lauren... Uh, or they may just be partners. I don't know, actually. I shouldn't say. I don't know if they're married. I think they are. I don't know. Whatever. Curtis apparently is having a birthday and loves the movie Soldier. It all just happened to work out. So, Curtis, if you're out there listening, uh, first of all, thanks, thank Lauren because she's rad. And also, you're cool. And I'm glo- I hope you enjoy this episode about your favorite movie because he loves this movie. He's a huge fan. And uh, so, he, uh, happy happy birthday to Curtis from all yeah, of us here. Happy birthday. Tech. Uh, this so movie, this, this movie is just chock full of things that I wish were, were real. Like remember, remember climbing the rope in middle school. Don't you oh. wish, don't you wish it had it little stair steps along the way no up? Kidding. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. That would have been or right. Call it the, Although, and, and call it the chain. So the teacher would yell up the chain, that kind of thing. Yeah. And Although if you slide back down, uh, you're, you're really, you're ripping out some, some important parts. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't, you don't hug rings. the rope. You don't hug the rope with your crotch. My God. Well, that's, uh, well, maybe you don't. Yes, you do. I cross my legs on the bottom part of the rope and pull myself up with the, my hands on the because top. Because you're part. supposed to use your legs, not your arms yeah. like Goober did. That's Remember what holds Goober? you up. Oh, God. I yeah, love, Goober just pulls himself the, up. I love <laughs> right. that the, the bioengineered super soldier goes up and, and you're like, oh, he's from Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, I remember, so, man, the movie Soldier is such a weird memory in my head, because I saw it in 98, and I think in theaters, and I remember, like, nobody talking. Like, in my head, the movie is two hours of nobody saying anything (laughs) to anyone, and I don't know why I have that memory. Obviously, there's plenty of talking you know, he yeah, say but lot, it feels but, like that because your your primary actor is not really saying anything. Yeah, but I remember thinking, oh, the look of this and the, you know, obviously I'm a little prone mm-hmm. to this sort of wasteland stuff. And sure, so that's apocalyptic. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this business all all rang good for me and it did again watching it again. But underneath it all, it's basically Shane, the Western. You know that Shane? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys right, have seen right. it, but mm-hmm. it's right. basically yeah, just it's like oh, the weird, Shane. the weird loner offshoot cowboy uh, is reluctant to help the townsfolk, but eventually he will, and he'll he'll get suckered in by their good ways, and he'll he'll drop some of his, you know, his rough exterior and become a little more like them and understand them better. It's basically that movie, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's it's fine, mm-hmm. but it's you know, it's a and no offense, Curtis, <laughs> it's a little on the the. <laughs> It's a little on the simpler side of storytelling. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, very surface level, um, very surface level storyline. Nothing, nothing, nothing to, to see here. It. Yeah, nothing <laughs> new to see. Exactly. Yes. But for what? Well, even I don't really have much more to say on that point. It's simple. Even like the even like the most dramatic and memorable moments yeah. felt like they were borrowed from other movies. Like. Uh, they're the uh, oh, give me a trope alert oh, right now. Gosh, Hit really? Hard, this is early, daddy. Hit it's like hard. drinking. Okay. Uh, the the trope that right at the beginning of the movie of being forced to watch terrible violence, right? That's mm-hmm. something that that it just can't possibly originate with this movie. Like the you know they they did it in a way that's very memorable with these children, right? And the and one of the guardians pushes a child's cheek with a stick to make him watch dogs right. fight a boar. Yeah. But forced, forced to watch like 
Uh, I wish I was forced to watch it because I would have liked to have seen that action, but they didn't let us see it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of glad they did it. Peter. I don't know. <laughs> ASPCA, right? I don't know what I would have, would have expected from an actual. I feel like it wouldn't have been as bloody as they implied because I've seen animals fight and they don't. They just sort of wrestle right. each other to the ground and hold yeah. each other there. I've seen enough nature documentaries to know what a, what yeah, a tiger most of will do. In, most of it's internal damage, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Well, dogs yeah but i think boars man because they've got those tusks i think they goring. do do the yeah. goring and the kind of ripping up shreds so they're yeah. bastards I don't know, my, my fanduel.com money might have been on the boar actually <laughs> that uh, <laughs> mine too that's exactly what i was thinking i wanted to see him because i'm like oh that's an interesting fight pinchers and a boar i mean right I see what's going on right and they could have had an interesting like a uh, foreshadowing because if the boar would have won uh right. you know, outnumbered by all these dogs it could have been this metaphor for oh, later on when kurt russell yeah. has wow, to be no kidding yeah they could have that done already that. would have added one more layer <laughs> a layer, a layer. yeah yes a <laughs> layer a layer yeah. not necessarily one more one it yeah, would right. have added one layer. <laughs> but what i i guess what i'm that's, i was in love with part of it oh go ahead randy go ahead it's just it's just part of a sequence though right like that that uh there's a whole bunch of tropes right there's sure. the uh, there's the training and one of your trainees falls behind. So you punish them, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. And like, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff. Yes. And, he's he's uh, really good like, at tanagrams. We find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I was thinking about like, it goes, you go back to like, uh, the movie for a few dollars more where the, the villain forces, uh, a guy who, uh, put him in jail to watch as his, uh, you know, family each gets shot. Mm-hmm. And then like you, you might go, Oh, well that's, so that's a, a used trope. No, man, this trope is in the hunger games. Like recent mm-hmm. movies are still hammering on this, on this thing, you know, like, uh, in, in the hunger games. So everybody's forced to watch this thing. Like they can't, they can't look away. And, sure. and it's just, uh, it just really got to me like right out of the gate too, for this movie. They were into it. They went right. They wasted no time. And just mm-hmm. establishing this whole, these kids are drones. They're trained from birth. <laughs> zip, zap, zoop. You know, all, all the way to the all the way to the current day. And then now we have better ones yeah. because skinny the, mustache. The only showed thing up. this movie really shines at, and considering it's from 1998, it looks pretty darn good. I mean, even the stupid ships. I mean, I they could look them. a lot worse. They I could look it. a whole. I lot I agree. Worse. The sandstorms, the sudden sandstorms, was the yeah. least hell hold up or the the least good looking CGI holding up moments. Uh, they those right. looked real bad. But mm-hmm. the uh, when they you know when they were coming over the hill and he would look up and see him and then have to grab something. This it just did not look like a good storm. If, if you're if you're into uh, into faces, this is one of the most uh, <laughs> closely shot films we've watched probably yeah. on film sack. And it it they do an amazing job, and it's 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 gorgeous uh, framing, and you've got you know beautiful people to look at, and uh, lots I, of that glycerin sweat though. Holy yeah, God. lots of glycerin no, no sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it, uh, in, being visually a, uh, attractive for something that really is not supposed to be attractive at all is. You know, the scars it, it on Kurt Russell's mm. face moved around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, it yeah. bugged me. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it was kind of and, and, a little shifty. Cable, like, are you anybody familiar with like cable scars from mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Rob Liefeld's? Uh, oh, uh, very. Like the star, the yeah. star, uh, the star scar over his eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, he was very cable. Actually, a lot of everything about that characterization. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have much to say about the characterization because yeah, i think anybody could have sort of played 
stern and angry and immovable sure. and emotional, unemotional and all that. It's to me, it's the, just the overall feel of everything work still worked for me. I like how everything just yeah. felt like a big, nasty trash planet. And <laughs> even though and that's, the people who like, survived on it, like, I don't know how they got there. I don't know why they're there in the first place. Like, but yeah, my biggest, do. my you biggest story. Well, you I sort of, I sort of do. But my bigger complaint about that is they all felt like <clears throat> one of those TNG episodes where the yeah. Enterprise encounters a, 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 <laughs> a village of people who haven't heard of warp drive yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, if you miss, if you miss one line of dialogue, you'll totally miss the fact that they've been there for twelve years. They were on to the, they were going to the moons. Uh, oh yeah, elsewhere. they were going to the triple moons or whatever, and then they yeah. got sidetracked. And so you know, and their ship broke down. I mean, it's, it's very flimsy. You definitely don't want to dig any deeper than that, or you'll tear right through the paper bag. They also right. they also break that rule where the husband of the of the lady who was in Gladiator, I don't know, I forget her Right. Name. Oh, and yeah. Wonder Woman's mom and just... Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. I really like yeah, her. Yeah, that's uh, per- Pertwee, uh, who's Alfred Pennyworth on the Gotham. Mm-hmm. On the Gotham uh, TV series. Yeah, and that guy, Gotham. that guy who's played by, what's his name? John Sean, Pertwee. Oh, per John or, or Sean. There it is. Pertwee. Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee. Yeah. Pertwee. He, he is uh, always. Where's my leg? He always, for the most part, plays bad guys in movies. That's Jason Isaac. Well, uh, Jason Isaac also. But he, but yeah. this Pertwee guy, every movie I ever see him in, nope. always a bad guy. Hmm. Except here. This is yeah. it. So when I see him, I go, oh, he's going to pull some trickery. No, he was yeah, nice the whole time. Tricky. He was fine. Yeah. So, so that was a dicking me around. You know what I mean? Yeah, his, name like, was, his name was Mace, so you definitely expected him to be, you know, something. I'm agree with you. I was, I kept waiting for that turn. It's and, for him to, switch. yeah. I was waiting yeah. for that depth. You know, it's like I've, I've allowed you into my home. We've allowed my very attractive trash planet wife to take care of you and nurse you back to health. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, she wears control, very right? thin clothing. She wears very thin clothing, which you can see her nipples through. Yeah, you know we. Now I'm mad at you. Now I'm mad at you. Yeah. What and, is uh, what what is the name of the trope by the way where everybody is kind of ugly and dirty except yeah. this one this one, the woman that you get to see all the time right. is cream, like cream of the crop is what I'm going with. Supermodel by comparison. <laughs> right. I don't know what that crop. is. What is that? Cuz everybody else, well actually whatever, their whole family, the the three of them were pretty clean. But whenever, oh, whenever yeah. the com- Skywalker, their kid, yeah. But whenever, <laughs> whenever the the commish showed up, he looked like he was bathing in mud. Uh, yeah, what's his like name? That, Michael Chiklis. That, that one woman could have looked like Retta or Melissa McCarthy, and it wouldn't have changed anything. Like mm. it would have, mm-hmm. it would have been the same movie, right? Yeah. And and he would have had the same weird sudden new conflicts flashing across his face. Kurt Russell is actually not a bad actor for this like he he has to act with his face oh stoic so stoic i mean he he does stoic like like nobody's business right is it throwing anybody that this is this is post uh uh tombstone it just threw me yeah way post yeah like five years or something yeah it's just like earlier work yeah it feels like something you would have done before this to me and i don't know right i don't know why yeah this feels this doesn't feel like a 1998 no, film. no, no, not no. at all. It was like early nineties, yeah. and, that, and that's the problem. I think is it feels so. Uh, it does feel kind of out of place, and it is just mostly working through the tropes from the eighties all the way down, you know, to the fight in the rain. We've got to have a fight. Well, this trash planet, we haven't had any rain. We should mm-hmm. have a rainstorm right now. A storm is coming. Yeah, this mm-hmm. movie was made after uh, Event Horizon, 
Like, and I'm, I'm just like, if you haven't seen either of these movies, by the way, and they're both now on film sack, watch this first, then <laughs> event horizon. Yeah. <laughs> do, do not watch them in the other order yeah. because like, it, no. it, like I, I kept thinking of event horizon mainly because early on in this movie, there's scenes where they're like having a war in space on a war planet. Mm-hmm. And it's so bad. It's oh like, it is like film school, low budget bad it's it, also it, it, felt, it felt like the wars that they had like some of the some of the montage wars they had and uh oh what's the movie we watched here on film sag uh, well i mean keep in mind event horizon also directed by paul anderson paul ws anderson who directed this so there's a lot of similarities right. and just like direction style same guy same dude right so that makes a difference. Starship uh, Troopers. Oh, Starship yeah, Troopers. There, there you go. go. Oh, very this was good. Good comparison. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, I didn't make the Starship Troopers comparison. Yeah. But the the space war, the space <laughs> war glimpses in Soldier are way worse than Wrong Starship BC, Troopers. <laughs> right. Wrong yeah. B- oh, no, no. It's a, a, a Busey. Yeah, A Busey. Yeah. Not the Busey. Not the Busey. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, although it's multiple, multiple, multiple of Buseys. <laughs> they come in six packs. You have to get them at Costco, though. You can only get them. <laughs> Uh, the screenwriter <laughs> each, each one of the right each one of the uh, war scenes was like almost looked like theater right it looked like they yeah. were just uh you know just you know some flimsy walls and you know some posters just to set up a, a little bit area. that's where i get yeah. the tng vibe out of you know like the yeah. or, or the stargate sg1 vibe which is funny because stargate the film starred kurt russell as well and there's mm. there's so many weird little references. So I should mention this. David Webb Peoples, director or sorry, writer of this script. He is famous for writing some of the best, coolest movies you've ever heard of, like Unforgiven, Blade Runner, Twelve Monkeys, mm. uh, the movie Soldier, which we're talking about right now. <laughs> uh, he did Hero. Let's see. Another one I like. Leviathan, Lady Hawk. We've seen that one. Uh, not that that's a great movie, but you know what I'm saying? Like a ton of really great stuff. And he claims that this is in the Blade Runner universe. He wrote it as such. And there are also hints in the movie that sort of lead us down that road anyway. But the one that cracks me up the most is this little thing. That's like a, a a grid of, of his abilities. I'll put it on our discord so you guys can see it, not his abilities, his accomplishments. And on there, You've got his unit statistics, his blood type, and all this other stuff. Ordinance levels, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the under service record, it says, and this is just like flashed up on the screen, so you'd have to really be reading it to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the Cash Medal of Bravery, Tango and Cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Pliskin The Pliskin patch. patch. He also got the O'Neill yeah. Ring Award, O'Neill, because yeah, he's yeah, Colonel yeah, O'Neill. Yeah. And then the McReady Cross. McReady. Which yeah. I don't know what that one is. What's McCready? I don't know what that oh, one is. I don't know what that one is either. All, I knew the rest of them. They were all in the, uh, let me pull up the trivia, because they were all listed as to like which movie they came from. I think everything but, uh, okay, here we go. Pliskin Patch. The O'Neill Ring Award is a mess. Uh, ring, uh, the yeah. Stargate. Yeah. Stargate. Uh, Stargate. Yeah. yeah. What's McGreedy? Um, McGreedy Cross, The Thing. Oh, uh, The Thing, of course. The captain, they have the Captain Ron Trophy. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> That's fantastic. The McCaffrey Fire Award, Backdraft, the Dexter Riley Award, the Strongest Man in the World, and uh, Nicey, no, you don't, and the Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. 
and uh, citations for the Nibian Moons campaign, the Antares Maelstrom War, and the War of Perdition's Flames, which are all locations referred to in Star, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. My favorite oh, is wow. Battle of Shanghai, which is obviously a reference to Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I was really bummed there was nothing for Overboard. Yeah. Really bummed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just some kind of reference to I don't know what would Anything. it even be the Goldie Hawn yeah right, right. Goldie the Goldie Award or something yeah I guess that could yeah. be for just about anything yeah no kidding so Scott this is what caught my eye yeah. uh, Paul W S Anderson here was not writing his own stuff at this point right he was he was just directing and and at some point later after this movie he decides he's going to start writing movies mm-hmm. as well as directing them yeah and this is his la- his string of movies that he wrote I'm just going to name them. Because this is bizarre to me. Okay. Resident Evil Apocalypse. Got it. Resident Evil Extinction. Death Race. Resident Evil Afterlife. Death Race 2. Resident <laughs> Evil Retribution. Yeah. Death Race Inferno. <laughs> Resident Evil The Final Chapter. Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy. <laughs> so which movie funds the other? Like yeah. you do yeah. to help pay for... <laughs> I feel like all of his money he makes, it feels like the money you make on the Resident Evil pays for those Death Race movies. That's the, the order. Race, yeah. Yeah. No, to, to, add, to, to just enumerate, it was five Resident Evil movies and four Death Race movies. Did he all, not all write any row. of the AVP, the, the Alien vs. Predator ones? I, he directed some of that, but I don't know if he, I thought he wrote all that. I guess not. He, he got he got a screen story credit for Alien vs. Predator. Gotcha. Okay. Well, he in this particular case, though, with this writer, with David Webb Peoples, which sounds like an alternate universe name for Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, 12 Monkeys and Unforgiven Alone, those are two of my favorite all-time things. I yeah, love yeah, those. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Blade Runner goes without saying that that's just a, a huge deal. And that was his second credited writing gig was the original Blade Runner. Uh, he also... Uh, was responsible for that 12 monkey series and did a bunch of uh, writing for that. So he's got credit for all this cool stuff. In this case, he's like, well, what if I made a, what if I wrote this thing and I put it in that universe? So at some point in the sequel that they had talked about, but never made enough money to do, he was going to meet Deckard. Like they were going to have crossover, man. Which is yeah, weird. I, I'm really glad they that didn't. Really weird. Yeah. And I just want to. I just want to argue. And I think we haven't watched Unforgiven for film sack, right? No, no. Because I, I've said this. I've said this before. I but love that movie. Unforgiven is not that great a script. I and disagree. So like, I, 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 I love think, that movie. I think Unforgiven is a mediocre script that is raised to the heavens by Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, and Morgan Freeman. Okay, fair and, enough. Because in some ways, it is boiled down to that basic cowboy story of of redemption and and coming back to to your demons. And yeah, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. But man, psh, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Like even like even Richard. Good Harris, argument. Richard, <laughs> Richard, Richard Harris delivered. So you're using the horse argument and now you concede. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a raspberry. I don't know. Um, it tickled me. Is your arm wet? Right? Yeah. It was a horse. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all. I just I've said this before, and I don't like. I'm not putting down Unforgiven. I totally understand. It just like if you just look at the script and you're not hearing. Morgan Freeman's voice or, or you're not seeing Clint Eastwood's face. You know what I mean? It's sure. just not as good. Yeah. A lot of it is direction. A lot of it is tone. And a lot of it is, you're right. They elevate that material um, it, to the yeah. point of, you know, best picture in 92 or whatever it was. But uh, 
Man, I could watch Unforgiven any time of the day. I love that movie so freaking much. In a lot of yeah, ways, you this didn't, is you had to watch Soldier instead. Well, in a Psych. lot of ways, in a lot of ways, Soldier <laughs> is, is another version of Unforgiven. Like it's a it's familiar territory script wise for this dude. Oh my god! And um, it's fine. It's it's Soldier is one of those things where you know I wanted to, I want to have love like I have for for Waterworld for it. And Waterworld, right. I, I will concede Waterworld is not a great film, but Waterworld is one of my favorite movies. But I know it's not great. It, but it requires a, a, a mediocre movie that relies a lot on tropes can live on just a couple of really amazing scenes. Mm-hmm. And this right. movie did not give us any just amazing scenes where it's just like a, a huge turn. Everything was just you know just just more of the same some of it was like hey remember that time uh arnold schwarzenegger and commando or no sorry uh, predator painted his face with a bunch of stuff we got one of right. those scenes and uh-huh. hey remember right. that time where uh freaking uh what's his name uh charlie sheen's dad uh, came out of the swamp water for a second in apocalypse now we got a scene like that too <laughs> yeah like they get they did a lot of that yeah. stuff and i kept trying to think of the exceptional scene in this film and i i, I just couldn't I, I just couldn't find the exceptional scene. Mm. So, okay. Mm. So for me, you did I want. actually, actually want to, I actually want to put a definition out there for, uh, movies like this because, uh, Scott, you know, loves, uh, Mad Max Fury road so much. Yeah. And people often come along and say, well, it's got, it's barely got a script, right? You could, you could fit the script on one page, yeah. but I feel like you always have to put this other aspect of it there. Like you, yes, you, it's got a very short script, so that seems simplistic, but to storyboard that movie takes a thousand pages. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's what, what makes it great is that people took the time, you know what I mean? To, well, to make they, a complete they, movie out of a simple idea. It's like a painting where I don't, you don't need to spell everything out for me. Your painting is, is so sweeping and, and detailed that I can look at the painting and infer so much. Like there's so right. much about Fury Row where I go, I understand that Gastown is like the place where the power is truly yielded in this world because that's where the gas is and they've got control over that gas. And it's just, you know, it's it's, again, simplistic and boiled down, but in that world, it makes sense. The bullet town or the bullet farmer, that makes sense to me. I, I don't need to know the entire caste system to, to build it in my own head. They give me all this imagination fuel uh, for lack of a better term in that movie (laughs) where I get to build the world without having to be force fed the world. And as a result, it's a far, far better movie. This movie has an opportunity. They do it all visually and they do it all with tone. This movie had that opportunity, Soldier does. And instead, they just, I I could feel that nervousness of like, well, we better have a lot of chatter with uh, the commission, this other guy, and (laughs) they all need to be talking. And and, and we better explain that a little bit there. And and, and if they would have done less of that explaining stuff, I think, I think it would have improved it for me, but it may not have made it a well. It was already a flop, so I guess it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I but it's not it that's not very audience yeah. friendly. You know, audiences sort of put off by the by when you don't overly. Well, I don't know. I again, like it, I again, like when a movie is confident enough that it that it that it knows the audience is going to get it and not have to be over explained to them what's happening. It's twofold. I mean, you've got to have enough stuff uh, that happens in the background, enough stuff that happens around the characters to flesh out pieces of the story that don't get explained and, mm-hmm. and kind of provide some depth and uh, compelling 
uh, world building. Right. But then you also have to explain just enough that the audience that maybe doesn't appreciate that as much isn't completely lost by it and says, I don't know what's going on in this thing. <laughs> and I've given up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a great way. Of putting I'm getting it. more popcorn. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But here, so like, I can't believe I didn't go see Event Horizon for this. <laughs> there is some really cool trivia about the movie. One, for example, I was sure that they had done the most amazing casting at around 12 years old. 12-year-old Todd, I thought, man, oh, that yeah. kid looks <laughs> just like him. How yeah, they, oh how my they goodness, find that yes. kid? And then I read and found out it, it is his kid. It's his yeah, kid. Yeah. His kid, that's Wyatt Russell. That. He named his kid Wyatt. That's that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's how you'd fix that. Compared to uh, Kurt's twenty million, how much do you think the kid got? Or did they say, <laughs> "Just share your twenty million with your son"? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, who knows? I don't know how you even work kid actors in anymore when they're like yeah. when it's like a nepotism choice like that, or not nepotism, but you know, he it was a right choice because it looked just like him. It was, and it you know that when you do it as as a uh, a side character or a young version of the character, I love it when they do that. But yeah. if it's just like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna pull Bill and Murray's brother in as the mayor, uh, it should be nobody's ever gonna notice that the two of them are related. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at Wyatt Russell I now. Still love, I still love uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> Dude, Groundhog Day's one of the greatest films ever made. I, are you kidding me? There, there are some newer movies that I found myself comparing this to, and again, uh, I'm talking about cinematography, right? Like there was right. a. There was a three-year stretch where the same man won the Oscar for Best Cinematography three years in a row, right? Mm-hmm. It was right. Emmanuel Lubezki, mm-hmm. and the movies were Gravity, uh, Birdman, and The Revenant three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I thought about The Revenant uh, several times in this movie for some reason. And I also thought about Gravity, but only because uh, Gravity is, is so, it's right. so realistic, and this movie's treatment of space was so unrealistic. But, mm-hmm. like... The, the, the revenant, it was just like, it's just like, there's this guy and he's gonna take a beating and another beating, you know? And he's like real quiet. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, it just, it kept coming to mind. And I I was thinking, man, imagine, imagine this movie with a master cinematographer, you know? Oh yeah. It made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, Wyatt Russell. Well, he's got quite the beard now. Um, he's, he's in stuff, man. He's in, uh, Oh really? Yeah. I saw him in this movie overlord, which was like Nazi zombies. In World War Two? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was basically Wolfenstein uh, movie. Yeah. That's, that's, actually, that's the first time anyone said that, and it's totally correct. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> but uh, but he's he's um, he's um a character in that that I, at the time, I remember thinking, oh, this guy's cool. I don't, why does he look so familiar? And he looks familiar because he looks like his freaking dad. That's why he looks familiar. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh. And I just watched him in that Lodge 49 um uh, TV series on AMC that I recommended a couple of weeks ago. He's like this <laughs> this pool cleaner goofball dude named Dud. Oh, uh, Sean Dud. I was feeling the face yeah. tat. Yeah, yeah, such a great show. And if you, you if you have a way of watching, I think you can watch it on Hulu. Lodge Forty Nine is fantastic, and it really hmm. it's a heartwarming um uh series, which kind of you and, know uh, uplifting, which well, we kind of need right now. Yeah. Wyatt Russell was also in the most Linklater of Linklater movies. Oh, everybody uh, wants everybody some. Everybody wants some. Yeah. Mm. I still haven't Man, seen that. that. Is how is how like, is that, by the way? Would you it recommend is like that? Richard Linklater looked in a mirror <laughs> and talked to himself. <laughs> uh, what is a what is a Linklater movie? What does it look like? What does it sound like? You know, how many, how many young men can I have? And how many of them have to have long mustaches? Like that kind of thing. Uh, is it still set in the seventies? It looks like, Oh, 1980. It says a uh, group of yeah. basketball players navigate their way through freedoms and responsibilities of unsupersized adult. So it's basically a, like yeah. an uns, 
unannounced sequel to Days of the Confused kind of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. it, seriously, it's like the Richard Linklater meta. I don't want to watch it now. Hmm. Of course right. you do. It's great. Yeah, I, I meant to and didn't. I think it was just like maybe missed my radar because this is what the follow up to the the boy one where it was like the kid's whole life and it took him boyhood. Boy, yeah. yeah, which seemed to be well, you know, whatever. Some people are split on that. In fact, I think we're split on that. It didn't I think or Ibit loves it and and Randy's not I, a fan or what I was, like it. I don't know if I'd say I love it. I'd, I'd give it a I'd give it a B. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Boyhood three times. For Brian, I don't. I, I have it backwards. Then. I, I have it backwards. You like I don't it think a lot. I love it though. I, I, there's something about it that mm-hmm. triggers all of my like warm heart feelings about growing up in Texas. Mm. But it's not like I love it. I like I I think of it as kind of um, it's kind of like a stunt of a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it totally uh, is a not, stunt of not, a movie. But and, and, it, but I think it's better than just a, a stunt of a movie. I mean, I. I, I just watched it uh, just so I could freeze frame it. Well, now I tracks. can't tell Scott. I can't tell who loves it and who hates it. I, can't <laughs> no. I just watched it so I could freeze frame and figure out what tracks he used on his uh, post Beatles mixtape. Oh, yeah. really I'll tell you him. what I love. Oh, hated. I love that. Jason and Isaac's mustache. Yeah. That thing was going to come alive and wrap itself oh, right. around you and kill you. <laughs> we really need to get across the point that he's evil. <laughs> right. But yeah. does it do anything evil? No, he mostly just talks yeah. until he shoots Busey in the face. I love him, but he's he's a cartoon in this. He's, he's a cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was a, he was also a little young for the role. Mm. I felt like this this should have been someone with a little more gravitas, and he struck me as like a thirty year old upstart, and I just didn't right. totally buy it. You know what's weird is he's only two years from his role as uh, Lucius Malfoy. Or yeah. yeah, like that's crazy. Harry Potter was just two years yeah. away. Get this wow. off my face! Yeah, <laughs> time to play a real role. That's really give me weird. some hair dye. Let's uh, let's get this mustache off and get my hair looking white. So I, if you, I always wonder why why couldn't they cast people who had blonde hair already? Why did they have to cast people who were black haired and and give them platinum blonde hair? Yeah, because it's striking, right? Because I mean, when a black hair when a black haired person has blonde hair, it's like oh. Something's uncomfortable about this. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean that might be one of the easiest things on an actor to change is is hair color. So if they're if they're right for the role, man, whatever. You know. well, how how I don't, I don't think they're. Right. Was, That's what I'm saying. Like, I I can't say they're that they're right for the role. Like like a Daenerys in Game of Thrones. You know how like her hair as seasons go by gets darker and darker for no stated reason except they didn't want to have to <laughs> deal with like her eyebrows were ridiculous in the first season of Game of Thrones like uh, how do you how do you how do you say that you're right for the role if you look so weird Yeah By the way I'm still, I'm still looking at how you pronounce Daenerys How do you pronounce her last name Dragon Terragorn. Terragorn. Is that what you just said? Terragorn? <laughs> By the way, I just did some math. Okay. This math's important because Todd, the main character here, played by Kurt Russell, uh, is on screen 85% of the time. All right. So they, there's a percentage breakdown of how many times he's on screen. He speaks 104 total words during his time on screen, shorter than any report you ever had to submit. So I did a little math. He made $20 million for the film. That means that he made 19,230, sorry, a hundred. No, is that right? Yeah. No, sorry. He made a lot of money. Hold on. $192,307. Okay. I've officially forgotten about how Randy pronounces uh, Daenerys. Right, right. 
Your he, math has listen. He made over a hundred, hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars per word. Yeah, that's insane. Per Damn. word. Can you Damn imagine God. saying the word the and then going ching ching, and you got a hundred ninety-two thousand dollars for saying <laughs> the word the? <laughs> I'm not going to downplay how many times Russell Crowe had to hit the gym and how much he had to starve himself and apparently let him eat like uh, after a six month fast right there on screen. By the way, Russell Crowe, I oh, hate Kurt Russell. You mean Kurt Russell does say Russell Crowe. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did. I, have, yeah, I, have, I, I actually had Russell Crowe. I was looking at add Connie Nelson pulled up. and I was going to say something about her and Russell Crowe was. Oh, yeah. Because they're the, 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 the um, Yeah, they're in the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The, I, I, I'm not a fan of the ravish. The ravishing. I, what what exactly is it when someone on screen must make everybody feel uncomfortable while they like scarf down food? I've never been a fan of that in film. Well, it's I mean, like I'm at least I'm, at least our star here, Russell Brand, made it look cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make it look cool. That's the problem. Yeah. I, for I some reason, did. I always think. I, I when I say Kurt Russell, I get him mixed up with. Oh, see now I can't remember the other guy's name. This is this is how it happens. There's a, there's a dude when I say his name, and then I can't think of Kurt Russell forever. And now hmm. Kurt Russell's in my head, and I can't think of the other dude's name. The other guy. I can't even tell you who the other guy is now. <laughs> you'll you'll stumble across it when we bring up his name later. Frick. Can we talk? Can we talk a little bit about Jason Scott Lee, my favorite? Absolutely. Guy? Yeah, except that he was barely freaking in this. I was about to say, how much did he get paid? Because he said even less, right? He's cool, man. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He should do more. Well, he's in the new Mulan coming out. That'll be cool. Oh uh, yeah. They were like, hire all the Asian actors, quick. <laughs> but now he's but now he's like old so he's gonna be mulan's dad who's he gonna be uh i don't know we can find uh, out uh bori khan who's bori khan? oh was that the bad guy i don't know by the way scott uh by the way J- jason scott lee 1966 was born old man jason oh, he's scott the, he's lee. not that old oh you know what that is the bad guy that's, oh, that's your okay, version so of the, uh, uh, they were the Huns in the in the cartoon. Oh, but, so yeah, it's like so Genghis gonna, uh, Khan. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right, and like in the Two Towers and the uh, the Return of the King, he's going to be Khan Bori Khan. There you go, um, Khan Bori Khan. He, he was in <laughs> he was in the the second Crouching Tiger movie. Yeah, yeah. Or is it the third? No, second. I don't know. Yeah, but like. You can just you can just tell me Jason Scott Lee isn't a thing like he has a a, a very small recurring role. He really in does, and it's it's weird because man, that dude left an impact on. He left a, man, a big a tattoo sized mm. Jason Scott Lee. Or wait, is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jason. Uh, I always get him mixed up with uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason Lee Schwartzman. No, just me Jason, oh just Jason Lee, <laughs> just Jason Lee without the Scott in it. Is uh, I was getting oh, confused. Yeah. My name yeah. is Earl Jason Lee. But anyway, Jason Scott Lee left a real imprint on me in that uh, dragon, the Bruce Lee story thing in '93 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was a that was bad. Good. That was such a good movie, and I walked away from that going, I don't know what it's going to be, but his career is going to be gigantic. And then I was wrong. It's just sort of and there. Then, then imagine that I was wrong. It's okay. He's got stuff. It's fine. He's like I said, Mulan's coming up. Probably going to be a memorable role. I but it's not what it, what I thought it was going to be. I thought he was going to be the next big huge thing, and it was just going to blow our minds. There's right. just not a there's not a lot of work out there for these Hawaiian guys, and I I wish there was. Like mm. like I say, they all appear at some point in Hawaii Five O. Jason Scott Lee could have been one of the stars of Hawaii Five O instead of a 
you know, a, a guy who makes an appearance in three episodes. Oh my gosh, it just hit me. Scott Kahn is in Hawaii Five O. He's his name is Jason Scott Lee, and in Mulan, he plays a character with the last name Khan. What? Whoa. What? And they're both sons of of uh, people, of actors. Oh. Whoa, whoa! Wait, Jason Scott Lee's son of a big actor? Who's he? Who's the son of? Isn't he? No, he's not Bruce no. Lee's kid. That's what I thought he was oh. all this time. <laughs> I'm thinking of, oh, I'm darn. Of, uh... <laughs> Shoot. That's funny. No, that I, is funny. I always thought that he was. Uh... You always thought they were. <laughs> the guy? Okay, go because yeah, he's not the guy from Crow. The Crow that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, uh, Brandon yeah, yeah. Lee died. Brandon Lee is yeah, who I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, Brandon okay. Lee passed. Oh yeah, away. and he's and he's dead. So that yeah, well, he's dead. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> 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 All right, Boy, I will pay you a hundred dollars to edit this part out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just makes me feel I'm better. It, ma- it makes me feel better about it. Up to it. It makes it makes me feel better about my math earlier. So it's all it's all. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, look, what's we always thing gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I've already done mine. I did Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. uh, every look, I I would I would say that look, we all are just under exhaustion right yeah. now this whole country this whole world is exhaustion <laughs> right now yeah. i i allow any flub at this point yeah randy's it's just randy's turn Flubbing. is all i'm saying by the end of the show randy's yeah, got to yeah. have a flub and then we're all equal we're all equal partners in this mess flubbing it uh oh, i thought it was generous targaryen generous oh yeah generous targaryen i was gonna make a joke earlier about i wish there was no COVID 19 so we could have all attended Boricon this year but right. anyway that's a bad joke and i won't hey, can we it. talk about the logic of soldier for just a minute can we talk about the movie i want to talk about the logic of this script i mean we can all agree that it was sparse this script but and it was simple but uh, some of the things don't make any sense at all. Like, why were these soldiers who had not patrolled this trash planet in 12 years suddenly, you know, it's like, oh, I need to go get them trained and I need to for them to explore the trash planet. Yeah. What were you expecting to find? The fact you found anybody was amazing. Well, plus he dumped they he dumped what he thought was the body of Kurt Russell on that planet. Wait, and what what most what what ridiculousness is that anyway? Get rid of the bodies, burn them. Don't yeah. send it. Don't put them in like a trash thing and shoot them off to trash weird. Acadia planet. I that mean, was weird. What? That was weird. I love a trash planet. Cost a lot of extra fuel to burn all that I, trash. Yeah, I do like the idea of a trash planet, but I got to be honest with you, those people would basically be super rich because they the, the trash people were throwing away were. Uh, pretty good stuff they're I all mean, right it's okay but look what i love about throwaway sci-fi is themed planets i love the idea yeah, of a trash yeah. planet i want a prison planet yeah. i want planets that serve a <laughs> yeah. single purpose i love that how, how convenient how convenient and how stupid would it be to have a big spinning lawnmower old school lawnmower blade on the windiest <laughs> planet in the galaxy <laughs> And then you're going to stand right in front of it and get your, you know, get the blades on. I mean, yeah, Michael oh Chiklis, gosh. by the way, who we haven't even brought up yet. No, we did yeah, that earlier. Yeah. There's a red light on the, on the, uh, on did the, we really yeah. bring up Michael yeah, Chiklis? I, I mentioned the commish like four times. Oh, the commish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. True story. Right. True story. I never saw that. Oh, you never Are saw you? the commish? Oh. I never saw the commission. I've never seen the wire. Let's get that one out of the way, too. He wasn't on the wire. He was on the, uh, he was oh, on the shield. The shield. Baltimore shield. The shield. Yeah. The shield. Yes. 
It Ryan, was... are you complaining about the people slicer machine? Yeah, the big that, pressure. That could have been locked down with a six-inch length of chain. Are you Anything. complaining about that? anything are you complaining why would you keep that there are you complaining about the murder machine that could have been stopped by a (laughs) stick is that what you're complaining about any of the the millions of pieces of trash on the trash planet yeah i think they should have just let they should have just jammed it up with michael chiklis's body is what they should have (laughs) done Are you complaining that it's wind driven in a place with unnet unnaturally high winds? This is I mean crazy. Just the just the just the leaps, just just the absolute uh expectation of the viewer to just absolutely neglect any thought mm. at all. With all that being said, I would watch this any weekend on a Saturday. Oh hell yeah. I mean, I would turn this on just to look at, you know. Kurt Russell being beautiful. I should have. I, mean. I should have said this up top and earlier. I like this movie. I had a good right. time. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to extol any of its great virtues because I think it's kind of got its problems. But I had a lot of fun watching this. All movie. right. Okay. I think right, let's say you've got. Far. Let's yeah. say you've got a uh, soldier on AMC. You've got uh, executive decision on TBS, and you've got uh, Tango and Cash on. TNT. Oh, shit. oh I, I'm definitely. Stop on I'm de- no, I'm definitely flipping between the three. There's no way I can just make a choice. <laughs> Your picture in picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, this is a real Sophie's three way choice you got going here. <laughs> right. The real Captain Run's choice. Yeah. yeah. I think I would probably. No, to answer the question, if I had to choose one. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Probably. Probably Gordon. What day it was or the week? I yeah, mean, so maybe. Saturday? Oh. If you had to soldier choose, with, with no day of the week would soldier win for me. I'd no. probably between executive decision and tango and cash probably settle on executive uh, decision is more of a Tuesday thing cash. for me. I, I can't see me watching executive decision on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I don't Tuesday. know. I might go soldier. I think I might. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's the set. Randy? The setting sells me on it. I think. I don't know. For tango and cash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no question. You like, take Tango, no, not a contest. So you take Tango yeah. and Cash then. Oh, but sure. what day would you watch Tango and Cash? Is that on a Sunday? <laughs> I is... love this weird caveat you've got about <laughs> what exactly. day it is. Yes, I'm not going to waste a weekend on Tango and Cash. <laughs> no, the way the rule is, these movies. Tango and Cash right now. Pause the, the, the way the back. rule is, is this: all three of these movies are going to go away. So you have to choose one and one only, and it's the only one you're going to ever see. And the other two are destroyed. And that. Hey, what's the third wow. one? <laughs> Yeah. The other ones are sent to a trash planet. Yeah. Well, shoot. I might say I might say executive decision because my pick of Tango and Cash is that executive decision is always going to be around. But if you're telling me. Right. Yeah. It's going away forever. <laughs> Only one three, one of these three you can watch. And it's going I gotta watch. Forever. I got to watch Oliver Platt chew on a straw for two hours. I think <laughs> yeah. I have to an executive decision. That is a tough and decision. An executive you know decision. Weird? Uh, what's it's weird how the scarcity of movies doesn't impact us at all because like i've only seen executive decision the one time yeah, right yeah. i've seen tango and cash maybe five times you would think that would mean i would prefer executive decision because i mm. i've seen tango and cash plenty but it works the opposite i've seen tango and cash over and over so i like it more somehow mm. well i mean mm. i don't know um, that fits you gravitate towards what you like though i mean i think if you liked executive decision more you'd seek it out and maybe say oh it's streaming i'm not doing anything i'll have that on the background while i do other things but like i've yeah. seen tombstone 35 times you could <laughs> you could put anything up against that and you're not taking away my tombstone right right yeah that's true i'll be i'll be your huckleberry 
So of all, I mean, if you're saying what movie of his would I watch, let's take the whole library of Kurt oh, Russell wow. films. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, Andy Kurt Lord. Russell film. For what would be hard for me would be choosing between Miracle and Tombstone. Those, those are my for me to, uh, you know, to pull up his full list here. I mean, boy, Dunaway's about to go now. Would this be a Thursday? Are you going to do this on a Thursday? Would this be early in the morning or just one of those late night endeavors? It's going to need to know a Thursday morning. Now, for me, is is absolutely going to have to be a battle royale between the thing and Big Trouble in Little China. And I don't know how I could make that. The thing is awesome. I'm going to. Oh, I don't know how I can yeah. make that decision. Oh God. How come we haven't watched Tequila Sunrise for film sack? What's in that? What's the deal there? What do they do? That's, there? Uh, he's a cop. Mel Gibson's that. a drug lord or drug, uh, <laughs> drug dealer. And yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, torn between the two. A- wow. You just sound like you introduced it. The trailer right. from he's a cop on the edge. He's a cop Bill on Gibson the edge. Plays a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Michelle Pfeiffer can't decide. Watch what happens. Let's see. Uh, Kurt I've never, Russell. I've never seen Tequila Sunrise, but it has JT Walsh in it, so I'm in. I, yeah. I actually actually stated a film sack rule years ago, which is if a movie has JT Walsh in it, we should watch it. Nah. It's it's as good it's as good as it as uh, you'd expect it, it to be. Yeah. Oh, can we do? Can we at some point, if it just shows up someplace, can we do three thousand miles to Graceland? It's, oh, sure. It's him and I Costner and Courtney Cox, yeah. and it's this. I never movie. did watch that. that I know that, it's one I always wanted to though. Yeah, it's always in my it's head. It, it is on our must see list. It's like what a Tarantino esque kind of thing. Lots of Vegas stuff, but it's in Graceland, so it's more. But they're in Vegas a bunch. Currently not streaming on anything. <laughs> I know you're trying to hook me with that. They're in Vegas a bunch. They're in Vegas a bunch in Mars Attacks too, and that's on our list. And we have and it's streaming now, and we haven't jumped on it. Thomas Hayden Church, Ice T's in this thing. Christian Slater, oh, David God. Arquette, John Lovitz, Howie Long. Come on now, come on, come on. Three thousand lies to come on. And it's supposed to be kind of terrible. Tar- it's a little bit of like, hey, we want to make a movie that's sort of like Pulp Fiction. It's kind of like that. I kind of want to see it. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tequila Sunrise on uh, Mars uh, HBO Mars Attacks. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> well. Mars oh, yeah. We should mention that if you missed uh, watching it pre this show, the uh, we watched Soldier on HBO Max. And all I'm saying is Graceland's on there. No. I'm just saying. Is it? Yeah, we I didn't just, think it was. It oh, I thought you just said it was. Graceland or? No. No, uh, both Mars Attacks and Tequila Sunrise. Oh, Mars Attacks and Tequila Tequila Sunrise. Tequila? Tequila. I couldn't get the word tequila out of my mouth. You really are a drinker, are you? I'm not. I promise. I'm not drinking. Scrutiny. I got some scrutiny. Hey, a false press statement was released saying Kurt Russell broke his ankle during a stunt in the film. When in fact, that was true. It says when in fact he tripped over an ornamental cabbage during a break. An ornamental cabbage. An ornamental cabbage is such a Monty Python. Yeah, well, he should have kind eaten of. It. A, yep. He stepped on a, an ornamental cabbage. <laughs> Spam. Yeah, no, it's, I'm telling you right now, I don't believe it. That's why it's scrutiny this week. I just don't. St- what is an ornamental cabbage? What is? I'm even guessing that? it's during the during the yeah, during the Christmas. Season. Well, it's during the Christmas oh. scene when Santa when Santa's flipping out. I mean, you know, you, you got your ornamental cabbage. I mean, what do they have? Ornamental do. cabbage? He said ornaments on the, uh, the metal trash tree. He said, <laughs> but the the statement is that he tripped over this ornamental cabbage during a break from filming, so he wasn't even there. So that's what I'm I saying. I like the idea that he's laying on the ground, writhing in pain, grabbing his ankle, <laughs> complaining about the ornamental cabbage. Ornamental 
Who is here? Wow. <laughs> uh, Clint Eastwood also, according to the trivia, loved the original script. Uh, he he worked with him, of course. On uh, he says he loved it so much he was going to direct it for a while, but then got busy, didn't do it. But man, just imagine Clint Eastwood directing Soldier for a minute. That's a now, very see, that different would be movie. Fantastic, because really, what this story is about uh, a man reacclimating to you know returning home, a hero returning home, essentially, even though it's not his home. But it's still that, yeah. and then war following him. So I mean, it's it's Rambo, it's a million other things we've seen, and so I think Clint Eastwood could have. Oh, it would have been great. It's a west. It's absolutely a western. Everything about the story. Yeah, the West is changing. I'm a hard bitten cowboy who's killed a lot of men. This town needs my help. I don't understand true love. Right. Who who, who is this kid? And why do I feel compelled to teach him how to kill snakes? <laughs> Are there two of these kids? Yeah, I every, could swear there's two of these kids. Everything about this movie is that. Only thing he didn't do in that trope is he didn't go around training all of the people in the town. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. He's like, he's like, I got this. Yeah. That would have been the, uh, the, the three amigos trope. What else? Uh, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Magnificent uh, seven kind of does that a little bit. Well, if yeah. he'd gone and found that living on the outskirts of the town were other soldiers that had been dumped there, then it would have been oh. magnificent seven. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd have been right. cool. Yeah. I would have been into that. Cause I'd like, the I, other I, soldier I kept guys. waiting for that to happen. I kept waiting for a longer uprising of the previous soldiers, but they were so beat down. I suppose it was just like, no, nah, that's not happening. Yeah, they're like, you're not getting yeah, guns. Not- oh shit. And then they just were sad. You know, yeah, yeah. not magnificent seven. What's it? There was another movie in that same ilk with the, uh, the main character Rogue one Shane teaches, uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we mentioned Shane. I'm not going to fall for that red arrow. Uh, red I tried to get life. you. I tried to get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he teaches the town folk how to defend themselves against a, uh, an oncoming threat. And I think it, I thought it was a Western. Is it just one dude? Sing, single yeah. cowboy. Okay. Single white cowboy. That's a great movie. Single white cowboy. <laughs> single yes, white Fonda cowboy. As the single white cowboy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to know what this is. It's not, is it a modern one you're thinking? Oh, you know what it's like. It's it is a lot like uh, Silverado's like this. Maybe that's it. But and that's a but that's a group of them. And it's I don't know. Maybe that's more Magnificent Seven. But Silverado is all about going back and getting Brian Dennehy out of the sheriff chair because he's a dick and he treats everyone like shit. Man, that movie's great. Oh, Silverado. Speaking of Monty Python, John Cleese is in that thing. It's the weirdest cameo ever. Oh yeah, right. You play uh, my training the peaceful villagers. That's the that is the TV trope uh, for this. And <laughs> you're thinking that episode of the Mandalorian. Remember that one? They did that. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. So seven swords, uh, magnificent seven, but that is a group that teaches the, uh, right. Um, uh, galaxy quest army of darkness. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Oh, it could be army of None darkness. Of these are very much that. Yeah. But look how, oh, yeah. look how used it is though. It's so common. Oh, it's so used. Yeah. And also just the, like, I would even say it's a little different scale, but I would say that True Grit is this, because True Grit is yeah. taking this burnout old bounty hunter cowboy, especially the the Coen Brothers one, and convincing him he needs to do the right thing again and, and help somebody. It may not be a whole village, but, you know, it's that same idea. It's like, ah, how do you get a drunk old turd to be good again? And in the soldier's mm-hmm. case, it's like, how do you get a soldier who's no longer a soldier and has like been been retired 
forcibly to to see his potential and see these people yeah. need his help and you know I, I really don't want to bring up these movies every episode of film sack but i guess we're doing hot action movie summer so we have to uh it's kind of like rambo yeah it's kind of like rambo yeah 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 right one man against an army definitely that that um, oh yeah that aspect and there probably is a rambo movie where he uh marionettes the the bad guys into shooting each other oh, <laughs> using right. the dead guy with, right. uh, with ropes time. and machine guns. I love and that setup when they approach. Yeah, the only problem with that is he waited too long to set the bomb off because they were all starting yeah. to scramble by the time he did it, and it pissed me off because right. I thought some of those guys are going to survive that. But yeah, like it, it's it's Rambo is a really great comparison. Him sinking down into the water, him uh, convincing the dude to get close to him and then knifes him in the head and then slinks back into the darkness all the stealth kills like that is very that's very rambo anyway uh one my favorite trivia are you ready here we go yes todd's unit statistics are look at todd's unit they are <laughs> they are dungeon and dragons ability scores <laughs> oh, yeah. right yes he's got strength dex int uh int which is you know your your uh intelligence Wisdom and and de- uh, and Dex. It also shows stats for his damage, his hit points, his language, and his loyalty. <laughs> Even RSR, which stands for resurrection. That's crazy. That's I love great. it. Nerds, nerds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It, this was a uh, an opportunity for Paul and uh, WSPXIJ <laughs> Anderson to yeah. uh, to insert as many references to other films that he that he could that's why it's almost you know the the whole blade runner connection that we brought up earlier mm-hmm. it almost feels like okay well then you could also say there's a escape from new york connection and a, a wrath of khan connection and and you know an executive decision connection do you ever like think that. do you ever think the two paul anderson's hang out like the good one and then this one are there, are there only two yeah as far as i know the i mean as far as you know it'd be like only two directors but yeah there are probably more it'd be like a guy named steven k spielberg versus steven spielberg and then you know one's the true classic master and the other one just sort of makes mediocre films i just wonder if if these two paul anderson's ever had lunch or you know think they ever hang out there, or like there each other? is there is a prominent actor named paul anderson and that is why they include the middles for Paul Thomas Anderson and Paul W S Anderson. The actor gets to be called Paul Anderson. I wonder when that happened because this movie was credited as Paul Anderson without any of the change. So it must oh, be really? later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think uh, J.R. Tolkien hangs out with his old buddy John Tolkien? Yeah, <laughs> his old buddy, his old pal. Oh, who knows? Yeah, yeah. What? A, what? It must have struck him that he had a common name. When he decided to put a bunch of letters to in do the middle, all right? extra middle initials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wrote this is these horrible notes. It must have been late when I was watching this. Todd is such a dumb name for this guy. I'd watch the adventures of Trash Planet. Lady is Wonder <laughs> Woman's mom. Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy Pig played by Michael Chiklis. By the way, that is his character's name, Jimmy Pig. Jimmy Pig. Is it Which, Jimmy Pig? Funny, yeah. Like, did he have the name or the face mask with the pig nose, the <laughs> snout on it first? Right. <laughs> Did he just roll into it or uh, this is definitely Michael Chiklis from, and I guess it would have 98 was the last year Seinfeld was on. So this would have been Michael Chiklis right around the time he did his Seinfeld cameo, which is a weird episode where he gets all creepy and wants to hang out at Jerry's house and like breaks in there while no one's there. Do you guys remember this one? It's a weird episode of Seinfeld. Mm. Michael Mm. Chiklis just invites himself into Jerry's life. 
right and lives in his apartment while he's gone is that where that like he owes him because they like had to like they went to a party or something yeah and so he owed him a favor yes and i know yeah, here's what that. i know somebody mm, i better not say this mm. out loud. They're, they're, they're gonna call him out sure. there we go. i know someone in the community that reminds me of this i'll, I'll just say that all right there i'm not gonna say names no names <laughs> Hey, do Their you have a name rhymes with Ibit? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, negative. Do you have a uh, what gross got out the most? I do, right here. Gross. Uh, do, do, was it? Yeah. Was it Jason Scott Lee having to actually put his own real life mouth on Kurt Russell's arm? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a good one. I think what made that less less of a problem is because it was raining, and I, for some reason that makes it less problematic. Oh, it was when they were on the ropes. He did it, or on the yeah. chains. I mean, yeah. Oh. I mean, that was a that was a that was oh, a clear, I, it's clear a, shot in my of head. the mouth on the arm. <clears throat> okay, yep. and you know and, what? Uh, like a like a furbert, he used uh, like a raspberry. He used tongue. Yeah, he just went. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to say that that is, I, I had I considered it Honorable further. I, yeah, it's a strong one. So it's right up there. I mean, the, the the obvious one, of course, is the blood licking when the carrot. Yeah, blood. I wrote blood carrots. You're correct. Yeah. Oh, blood carrots. Sure. I, mean, I know that's fake, you know, like all that. But there's something gross about blood mingling with your food. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, well, a, and, a concept. And does, like, like, I know what, what they were trying to portray there, but it didn't come through. Mm. Like, is he a super soldier who knows how to use a knife or not? Right. Like they're trying to convince me that for the first time in his life, he's getting an erection and doesn't know <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> and seriously, the wires, he's a, he's still a computer and he's, it's like Two feelings can't, Two feelings can't deal with it. Yeah, it's so distracting <laughs> that he forgets how to use a knife. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. It's just like suddenly I've seen nipples, but not in this form. <laughs> <laughs> Only man nipples from my fellow soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, Randy's right. It's it's a little far flung that he could he would forget how to cut the damn carrots. <laughs> but then he doesn't feel well, any if the, pain. If the carrot would have been coming at him, mm. he would have been fine with the knife and cut it just perfectly. But yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, his enemies don't come on cutting boards. Good call, though. Uh, by the his way, enemies don't come on cutting boards. Just prior to that, there was a montage okay. and we haven't had a montage in a while. Oh, yeah. And I have the, a question the... about that montage because there was a song during that montage. And all I could think of was I got to ask Ibit if he knows who that is, because I remember that song being kind of big. Um, um, do you know it? I didn't record it because I, I didn't, I think didn't write it. anything down, so I must not have even caught it. And it was uh, odd because it was like it, you've been you've had this one type of music and mood all the way through and all of a sudden you get this weird love montage here it is oh, right across I... the caucasus night right across the caucasus caucasus by lorena <laughs> mckenna yeah lorena lorena mckenna right uh oh lorena mckenna okay i like that celtic, song uh yeah Oh, that's what it is. It's some, she's the Celtic lady song lady. Yeah. She, she's the other Enya, basically. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. She's Emya. Yeah, Emya. <laughs> okay, now I got it. She did a lot of, there. her movies are a lot of things, Highlander stuff and um, other things, but I love that song. I just got a little, I got a little uh, nostalgic for the 90s the, right then. The credits uh, claim that Immigrant Song by uh, Led Zeppelin is in this movie. And- uh- 
I, I captured I mean, it. I got where it happened. The one, oh, really? Okay, because that's the one I was listening for. That one I did see in the trivia, and I was like, that's the one I thought you were going to be asking about. I'm like, okay, he's not, because he's asking if this was kind of a big song. Yeah, I found it. it? They, they, they had to do the credit for it, but it's 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 not even it. I don't even know why it's there. I'll play I it just, when we get there. But I just, I'm so, so, so glad that it wasn't used the way Immigrant Song has been used in a million movies and and video game trailers over the last 20 years like mm-hmm. thank you movie for just using a little bit of this one song and not making hey. it into a big set piece nowhere nowhere better than in thor ragnarok i agree it's now right? thor's song as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. it's thor's it's thor's day and it's thor's song it's yours buddy you keep it, mm-hmm. uh, it. him coming down with the blue eyes and the electric stuff and all oh yeah. what Oh, I can just hear it. It's also a. Uh, it's also for me. It will always be a commercial for Destiny, the first Destiny video game. Oh yeah, so. I forgot about that. That that's like when I hear that song, Mad World. All I think of is oh, yeah. Gears of War One, the the ad campaign they had, and it was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. how's that song go? Uh, All around me are familiar places, <laughs> and it was like, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the tears character. to fears. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Right. That's the song, and it's got um, uh, Marcus Phoenix walking around looking all sad in the Gears of War world, and I just that's indelibly connected now. That's all I can think of. So if you play that in your movie or something, like Don, if I go Donnie see, Darko did it better. Yeah, if I see Donnie yeah, Darko, of, uh, I can't. I, it's hard for me to think straight because I see it in Donnie Darko and go, ah, Gears of War, Gears of War. Ah. <laughs> it's weird. Our brains do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else here? Oh, trench coats. Boy, they were big in the 98, 99 era, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Love yeah. those. Everybody was into those. That's a good way to make your make your uh, commanding officers look like nazis but not really truly nazis yep yep <laughs> little jack booted a little bit of you right. know whatever but also i remember it was just a time where kids thought that was cool like didn't yeah. the and it was it had a bad connection with like the columbine shootings all those those kids were mm-hmm. those stupid things and then the matrix was criticized for having you know glorified you know violence with people wearing these things so kids were wearing them and, or whatever i just remember a lot of talk about trench coats back in the day yeah i mean it is just it all spawns from westerns and rebellion and i mean yeah of course of course it represents you know people doing stupid things i was happy to see it be brought back into like a a, a cool comic booky kind of way and less about mm-hmm. dirty guys in the park showing their wieners you know what I mean? Because trench coats for a long time. took our trench coats from us. We're taking them back. <laughs> but they were for so long. That's what you thought of as pervert in the park and not, yes, not anything else. Anyway. Uh, there was a great film. Yeah. Pervert in the pervert, park. Pervert in the park. <laughs> <laughs> they also use that slow motion I hate. Uh, oh, they did it several oh, times. Hate yeah. It, hate it. Hate it. That, well, they, I, did, they did one where uh, Pertwee is like looking at uh, Kurt Russell while they're eating, but I think yeah, it was yeah. because they needed some footage. And they and didn't they, have enough. <laughs> they didn't have enough. And they slowed down mm-hmm. uh, Sean Pertwee looking at Kurt Russell because then it freeze frames on the last frame and then cuts to another scene. That's really, yeah, that's never really good. poorly done. Never, yeah. never good. I want to unpack the phrase, that slow motion that I hate. Yeah. Because I also want, would like to believe in that slow motion that I love. And what, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. what that is. I am certain. That I know what that is. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We Speed Two yeah. had it, and we hated. I hated yeah. it there too. It's awful. Yeah, but that that slow motion that I love is like 
badass action mm-hmm. and you slow it down so I can see it more, so mm-hmm. I get a better so idea. So I can savor it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like a this is like this is like a, a prop cabbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Oh, so basically Brian out the most. So basically what I what I got hooked on from like early John Woo movies, even his Hong Kong stuff was was bullet time. That's what everybody started to call it, and then mm-hmm. Matrix used it and Bullet time I'm into. That kind of slow motion, not a problem. Slow it way down, smooth, mm-hmm. silky, buttery. This thing where it's, Because you really can't see a bullet. I mean, you have to slow it down, right? Well, I mean, sure. But this thing you slow you you just create less frames. And uh by the way, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but Peter Jackson used it too, and I hated it there yeah, also. Yeah. yeah. Just hate it. Don't know why I hate it, but I hate it. Just really annoys it's just like, me. It's it's a matter of knowing that you're going to use this shot for slow motion later and and recording more frames of it as opposed to saying, oh well, we've got it at 30 frames per second, so it's going to be a little bit of a slideshow. Yeah, that's how it feels anyway. Unless they're doing something else, that's that's exactly how I feel. And so because that's how I feel about it, it feels cheap and 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 like they're trying to goad me into feeling a certain way. I hate that. It's every like just, every hero's highlight intros in Overwatch has slow motion. It's like, it's like up expected, right? Like, yeah. uh, oh, I'm going to see a highlight of Ash. She's, oh, look, she's shooting her gun. She's shooting an apple off of Bob's head. Like you get to go through all of the, those thoughts because it goes really slow. Yeah, and then it goes, and, you know? Yeah. And that's like, that, that, that's really cool use of slow motion in my Agreed. opinion. Like, it gives you a chance to have a lot more thoughts than you would otherwise. A guy sitting across a dinner table who gets slowed down is the opposite. It makes, it makes you go, is there something wrong right now? Is something broken? Is somebody taking drugs? Are you tasting, I, I taste metal and my, I smell toast. Like what's going on in this room? Uh, yeah. I'm just not a fan and I don't like, I don't know why they do it. So stop doing it. You don't see it very much anymore. Honestly, it's, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think people have come, you know, they've come on board. It's a little bit like, um, well, I actually don't hate this, but you know, that effect that was first, I think Jaws may have done it first where, he suddenly realizes the shark's back and the camera zooms toward him, but the background oh, yeah, yeah. zooms away and they did it with like yeah. a dolly effect and, and all that. Yeah. I used to think that was the coolest thing, but then everybody started to do it uh, or, or like wipes the way star Wars did him. Suddenly mm-hmm. everybody was doing star, and, you know, and you know who, wipes you know or, who yeah. ruined the pullback zoom in effect, Oliver Stone, uh, like oh, seriously, yeah. Oliver Stone should be, should be re- tried at the Hague. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted my brain said tried at the Hague for some reason. Like take just him re- to just reprimanded. Yeah, just not. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't actually need to be held in the world's highest court for for crimes against humanity. Randy's right. Just reprimanded. <laughs> just slapped on the wrist. Yeah, it's that fine. might be enough. Yeah, it might be enough. All right, I could not find one of these. Grab a bucket. No chicks in the bucket that I could tell, which is, I guess, a compliment. I don't I don't actually know. I guess the chick in the bucket is they imply, because he's so attracted to the wife, that when the husband dies and his relationship with the kid is burgeoning, that he'll probably step in and become stepdad slash new husband, husband, partner guy. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't show that happening during the movie because that would have felt a little too soon. Like, oh, hey. Uh, hey, baby. Yeah. Hey, baby. Up? Now that your husband's dead, yeah. uh, I'm going to love here. Yeah. Or hey, even, way, even uh, worse if she was that way, you know? Like, yeah. Yes, I just Randy. looked it up. Um, the camera zooming in while it's physically moved away is called yeah. the vertigo effect because yeah. it was first used 
by Hitchcock for Vertigo. Oh, mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always thought the Jaws one was It's a great effect. Yeah. Uh-uh. It is, but yeah, again, it's... don't use it too much is all I'm saying. Well, of course not. Because yeah. then you would like have Vertigo. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, here's a question that is a trope. So I'll play it. Even the toughest among us, when they are exposed and brought low and they're now defenseless, pee themselves. So here's my question. Do people, if they're really freaked out, let's say you know your life is on the line, and I'm asking this from a scientific point of view, do people really pee? Yeah. I've been pretty so. scared a few times in my life. I've never peed. Apparently if so. you've got to pee anyway, though, like if right. you're already like, oh, man, I need to stop at the bathroom, but I'll, I'll open this door. Ah, you know, <laughs> if, you're, if you're already having to pee, then I think you pee yourself. But I think uh, I think if you don't, right. if you're not already kind of on the precipice of peeing. Yeah, right. It's not it's not going to be. Enough so there needs over. to be some sort of continence issue or you've got you've got to really be overwhelmingly full bladder and you put it off too long. Or your part poodle. Or your part poodle. <laughs> ah, see, that's true. My dog, see, Rainer pees when strangers come over. Yeah, just... I, when I was uh, uh, in the Boy Scouts, I remember a younger kid who got really, really scared over something and wet his pants. And like that just. So that's uh, a thing. It, it really does happen. Yeah, yeah, people. it really happens. It okay. Really happens. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm No judgment here. I just, I, I had just never. You see it in movies all the time and it's always some adult. So it's super emasculating and, you know, puts them in a you know makes them seem like oh boy look how far they've fallen they've peed themselves or whatever mm-hmm. um so when they use it in a movie it just feels very flippant and, and too easy to do and i just thought well in real life if i ever known anybody except my mom laughed really hard once she laughed so hard she ended up having to she ended well up and see that's that's a whole different thing like you you know you laugh laughing probably relaxes those like oh i gotta pee but i can't i'm not gonna do it right now because i'm not in a bathroom yeah relaxes those uh those clench muscles and that's it all <laughs> well you i know. assume we're all doing kegels right now every time we do film set right right right, right. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Doing okay. them right now. sphincter muscles are a hell of a thing yeah they are yeah i like i like a good sphincter muscle <laughs> i tell you my those muscles have gotten well the 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 clench and not pee uh muscles have gone to work out since i turned 51 <laughs> oh yeah yeah well, you got those sweet new pills that uh, keep keep the river running. <laughs> the pills, the Flomax. Yeah, the sure. Flomax. I was oh, yeah, going to ask you about that, but I'm glad you brought it up on the air for thousands of people to hear. <laughs> that's right. Going great. The yeah. Flomax is uh, that's awesome. Spice must flow. Yeah, yeah. Spice, <laughs> spicy pee must flow. <laughs> also, drink more water, uh, Lucius Malfoy. Your pee was way too yellow. You got a vitamin B complex problem. Yeah, yeah too yeah, much. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Water that down. All right, I have clips. Do you guys want to hear clips? Oh, yes. I'm surprised you have any. Uh, I know it's not a ton, but there's some good ones in here, and a lot of it sounds and stuff, and you never know. Uh, but here's I like the up the chain guy, so I'm gonna play him first. Soldier, up the chain, up the chain. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to people just out of context. I'm take this up the chain and see uh, see if I can get you approval. Yeah, there you go. That's a go right up the chain. That's a real phrase, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like up going yeah. up the chain of command. Yeah, that's right. I guess I never heard it in real life, only in a TV show or a movie. No one's ever said to me, I'll take this up the chain and let you know or whatever. I think maybe somebody said, I'll be back. I'll go to. (laughs) (laughs) Go run this by the powers that be. Yes, that I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. I'll run this by the powers that be. I hate I hate corporate talk so much. Yeah. All right. What good. Oh, here's this. What good is this man now? He's got no debt perception. All he can do is walk point 
Take the first hit. Well, apparently he can also drive the big tank around for the whole last half of the film. Right. He's okay. Right. And I kept waiting for that no death perception to be his death. Yeah. Right. Like, surely it's going to play into <laughs> something. Oh, no, I thought that knife was over there. It's right. In- oh, I missed it. Drat. <laughs> it looks so much closer. Maybe, no, maybe that During was the idea. Eye. That was it. He had he he made him look down at the knife. Which means the other eye is not peripheral. Oh, that's a good. The, that's a good point. So it's peripheral yeah. vision. Now, see, they should have said that. Yes. Yeah. See, who have no peripheral vision now. Yeah. That that's not death perception, though, is it? I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mustache Malfoy, wrong again. All right. Here's uh, what did I write? I don't remember this music being so cheesy. Oh yeah, yeah. So here's just a taste of the music. I think the soundtrack did the movie no favors. I think it was too adventure of the week TV sounding and. It needed to be weird and ethereal and spacey, and it wasn't. So anyway, here it is. I mean, what is this freaking, like, uh, some old 40s movie? I I like it. I don't. I wish I did. I like it. I wish it. I mean, it works for, like, it felt like, you know, something of the Sierra Madre, kind of like 1949 definitely feels old it does not feel again like late 90s yeah music score and that guy did i got him right here let's see his welcome name. to the next episode of you got him right here what do you got him tied up he's uh no, i mean i have his i have his list and he's he's known for some decent projects like air force one the avengers the tv the british thing not the mm-hmm. avengers avengers uh let's see uh the orville does all this uh does all the music for the orville which, oh well it's kind of perfect for that that mm-hmm. kind of uh yeah on the on the border of cheese yeah it like, fits. we want this to sound right we want this to sound like the mid 80s tons of tons of disney stuff like fox and the hound 2 and direct video like cinderella 3 and things like that so anyway ooh dark angel remember dark angel he did that oh well, yeah that was a show anyway uh let's see what we got here oh the belly blast <laughs> there's that sound it's great <laughs> I want to keep that for. <laughs> Remember, no tongue. <laughs> yeah, no tongue on that. That look on his face when when he's busted for doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like caught doing right. the belly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the look. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. Oh hi. What, oh, what have I done? Um, all right. Remember how you got here? I don't see how you cannot remember how you got here. Okay, Chase Louise. That was like the first thing. Like the first thing. Like he's supposed to be giving us context for the you know what what we haven't seen right mm-hmm. like apparently he was interrogated and doesn't remember how he got there uh, but like i don't know it just felt so mad and accusatory mm-hmm. I, I don't know i just like it made me not like the people on this planet well the guy with the lamb chop burns again all of that was in like an sg1 tng episode where they found a planet full of villagers and they there's always one guy that's like I think this data robot doesn't actually have our best interests at heart. You know, that whole fake thing. news. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get eradicated by the aliens. They're not blowing up our planet. He's just saying this to get your, you to, you know, like that stuff is so rote and it doesn't feel like movie material. It feels like TV syndicated yeah. TV drama is what that was. Mm-hmm. All right, and I thought that guy looked familiar, but I didn't recognize. Like I went and looked at his IMDb credits and. Was it was his, surprised that I didn't. his sexy sideburns? Was that it? <laughs> his lamb, that's right. His lamb chops actually do have quite a quite an acting career. But oh, yeah. himself, no. They have their own trailer like that guy's earlobes. All right. Here's Michael Chiklis. Oh, come on, Slade. Will you let the man eat? All right. Let the man eat, Slade. <laughs> uh, they fe- said, let him eat. <laughs> 
Here are, oh, we get to finally hear him speak. Here are two of the things. So this is about three dollars <laughs> worth of words. I'm sorry, six hundred grand worth of words right here. Here you go. Fear and discipline. Man. If he was paying by the <laughs> even if I broke it down by syllable, it would still be ridiculous amounts of Yeah, money. but if he was doing voiceover work, that'd be that'd be oh. applicable. But he's doing so much more acting with his face. That's true. More than with his words. That's true. <laughs> And we all, I mean, we all are big fans, right? We all like Kurt Russell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard not to like Kurt Russell. Yeah. I liked him in that Guardian sequel. I'm sure somebody else in the email saying, well, let me tell you all the crap he is. I'm like, oh. I could go from, you know, he's at that age now where he's going to start being in those movies where it's about old guys doing old guy things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Uh, the one Clint Eastwood did with like. Bucket list or uh, yeah. Grandpa's in Space, whatever that one was <laughs> That <called>. one, <laughs> Grandpa's in Space. I couldn't think of the name of it. It's called Space Something. Cowboys. But, but space Truckers. Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Yeah. Space, Ooh, space Cowboys. Truckers. But I Love really like Grandpa's <laughs> in Space. But you know, but but that's that's where they're headed, right? We're gonna get some yeah. movie like that, and that'll be fun. Well, I'll look forward to it. All right, we voted wrong. Okay, now this is not commentary on our current political situation, but I'm gonna play this clip anyway. Okay, here you go. We all voted. We voted wrong. All right. I'm just saying. It's just there. I just didn't want to get any emails. People assuming I'm making a statement there. That's just them talking about voting. How how dare you play that clip? I'm I'm triggered. I'm triggered now. Triggered. All right. Uh, Anyone need a help partner? What? You need any help partner? Oh, do you need any help partner? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. All right. Uh, Jason Isaacs is a British man, and he forgot to stick with his American accent for just a second, and I captured it. Okay? So here it is. We're obviously up against a significant military presence here. He blew it right there. Because remember, he's normally normally this. What good is this man now? See, he's normally that. Mm -hmm. He went full. Mm -hmm. We're obviously up against a significant military presence here. Hello, Mr. Potter. You know? Mm. Oops. Significant military presence. Yes. Yes. Shall I take that one again? I can do it better. (laughs) No, Jason. No. No, then? You're okay. not the only Jason here, damn it. Let Jason Scott Lee have a moment. All right. Uh, let's going to kill them. Okay, kill kill them all. I'm going to kill them all, sir. Okay. All right. I like that he called everyone sir, including any lady sir. he saw. Oh, any... And repeatedly, like, yes, sir. Da-da-da, sir. And I'm not going to do that, sir. And yeah. <laughs> Da-da-da, sir. I would like cheese on my burger, <laughs> sir. Da-da-da, sir is the best line. He did. Yeah. Da-da-da, sir. Uh, <laughs> death by snake sound. So this is what it sounds like when you get killed by a snake. Ah! All right, so that's that. So did those come in on like the some trash or something? Must I mean, yeah, yeah. Must get, not, trash not, not snakes, not indigenous. I mean, because green would be a bad choice. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Snakes, snakes are the generally the color of their environment. These don't right. belong. They came in, so they clearly eat trash. Why are they so poisonous? They don't need to poison the trash that they eat. Right. Mm. <laughs> They were wow. they were poorly thought out those snakes. Yeah, yeah, should have been. But else. but that kid or one of the kids, one of the twins, that's what creeped me out the most. Oh, were they twins? That kid, that kid was hovering, hovering over his parents. Yeah, well, he was hovering over his parents. <laughs> right, for he so had to have long. Been there first, yeah, yeah. Kidding. It's like, oh, I was just watching you sleep. Nothing, nothing to be concerned about here, father. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid creeped me out. I didn't like the kid. <laughs> And he always looked like he had that voice of that guy on King of the Hill, the kid in school that would always go, your mom is stupid. Your mom is stupid. <laughs> yeah. So even though he never said anything, he just always had yeah. that look on his face. 
Old Cut Skywalker. Yep, there you go. Looking for power converters. Okay, here's a thing. This is uh this is where they snuck Zeppelin in. Okay. So here's where you would have heard it. Oh good. Okay. And it was when he was shooting a bunch of guns, so there's a lot of other sound going on. I would I would compare this to like a, a Wilhelm Scream style insertion. It's just really mm-hmm. subtle. I don't know why you'd even do it, but here it is. <laughs> you hear that? Was that wow. really in there? How did I miss that? I, I, like, I was listening it for it and I completely missed it that. It was weird. I I heard it and had to back up and make sure I heard it. Wow. And then I went, oh, this I is what they're talking all. about. What a weird like, thing to license the like song the, for. The catering truck had that on their radio and they forgot to edit it out or something. <laughs> yeah. Three blocks away. It's not even loud. It's like right. this quiet little thing. Can, anyway. Can we talk about the guns though? Sure. Because the guns <laughs> in this sure. movie are exquisite. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was so impressed. Like, even even like I say, the worst <laughs> scene of the movie, which was the Battle of the Argentine Moons, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like that's terrible. But Kurt Russell is carrying two Franke submachine guns, mm. and they're like really shiny. Like they they went and they went and shined them up, and mm. it's just beautiful. Like the guns in this, because there's guns in this movie that are super old, like like eighty year old rifles. And then there's also guns in this movie that are just so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Right. It was, uh, yeah. I didn't know what to think about the guns. I was so distracted. It was hard to focus on the guns. I thought the guns looked cool. And I liked the big ordinance the soldier people were using and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought like it, it sounded good. Like, I can't say that about a lot of movies in the 90s. And so that was nice. Mm-hmm. There's a gun he loads up called a Rocky Mountain Arms Pistol Patriot. Oh, weird. It's, it's the one with the with the two... Uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, shoot. What are those called? Uh, carbine magazines. Oh, right. You know, the round, mm-hmm. the round barrel shaped things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like a world war two looking gun. Right. Oh my gosh. It's just so freaking cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, they, like someone really took their time. They walked around, uh, like a gun museum and picked the the guns for this movie. This was not random. This was very carefully so, thought out. Yeah. I I, I try not to look it up because I I, did, I wasn't really too compelled. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure you probably had this discussion, or most people probably have thought about it. Do projectile weapons are they even effective at all on uh, zero gravity planets? Because it seems like that would be. Foolish. Oh, when they were doing the, I think those are moons though, so they were low gravity, right? Yeah, well, the way they were moving and bouncing around, it was definitely low gravity. The gravity was definitely not Earth gravity, and I was curious about. I, I imagine they go they go better because there's no friction to slow the bullets down. They probably right. go further yeah. and straighter, and oh, right. and are less affected by other conditions. But, but right. you do have to brace the the whole unit, right? So, like, you have to be holding it steady, or mm. or the gun itself goes backwards more you know like oh yeah why wouldn't it just launch you back too like right right. oh right that's what you're saying yeah Yeah. but i mean if it's zero gravity that's that that would happen low gravity though eh, probably like like brian says the bullets would have less resistance they'd still follow the curvature of whatever the gravity pull is of a moon Mm -hmm. as much gravity as there is probably yeah yeah. and eventually it would pull it down because there's there's some atmosphere it's just very thin yeah i don't know I'm not, I mean, we don't know, but I really, really enjoyed that. There was this mix of these relatively new and flashy looking guns. And then like when Jason, Jason Isaacs kills Gary Busey, he pulls out a a Colt single action army gun. I did notice that I was like, 
They didn't really show it. I mean, they just kind of showed him putting it back in the holster, right? It was very brief. You know what's hilarious about all of this? We barely talked about Busey, and I think it's because he barely does He's anything. barely in it. Yeah, yeah, he just in the corner playing with his booby cards. Yeah. Booby cards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't notice I, that I, until I, Dunaway I put that, that up. I I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what he was doing know, at you, first. You captured a great freeze frame from like, yeah, it's a, what, yeah. a woman playing violin with a nun hat on or something? Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was definitely nudie cards. He was playing nudie cards with his... Yeah, but I what was he? Can exactly you explain to me what he was doing? Because the, were the nudie cards the face side of the cards or the backs yeah. of the cards? This, the face side. Face, otherwise, yeah. yeah otherwise, oh. each picture would have to be the same. He's playing solitaire, and yeah, okay. you wouldn't want the nudie pictures towards you in a deck like that. So you have something to do. You wouldn't want it facing the other guy. That would be distracting. Well, the other guy right. was a lady, and I kept thinking, why isn't yeah. she annoyed by him and his porn cards? You know, he's busy because he's busy. <laughs> Oh, look, nudie cards. Not surprised. Not so, surprised. It seems like there's just so much else to be annoyed with that, uh, right. that that's probably low on the list. <laughs> Pulled out his Endercon system. That'd be pretty Let's see. I got to play the uh, housewife naked with a blender on top of the <laughs> naked car mechanic. <laughs> Gary Buse's voice has this. It's, it's really like. It sounds like he has twice as many teeth as anybody else. <laughs> right. They're just large. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. twice as much surface area. He's like a alien alien with the three sets of teeth in there. And he gave that to Jake. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh who Jake. Else, mm-hmm. Who else talks like that, by the way? What's that? That who's Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No, Foghorn Leghorn goes, I say, I say. He doesn't he doesn't do that. <laughs> That's yeah. true. He doesn't really have as much of the You're the doing best. you're like a much it. more hickey Vince Gilligan, is what you're doing. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Vince Gilligan hickeys. I love those. Yeah, they're the best, right? He's, he's, so, he uses tongue. he's gentle too. Very gentle. <laughs> Although last time he gave me one. All right. Anyway, <laughs> here is a cool walking sound to finish us out. Those are jackbooted thugs, man. Yeah. I heard, heard Ibit does a good walking sound. Does it? Oh, Christopher Walken sound. I get it. Oh, Christopher Walken sound. There maybe. you go. A, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yes. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually glad you didn't capture any of the punch sounds because people getting punched in this movie was just overwhelming to me. It was painful. It was loud here. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. I mean, as obviously a lot of foley, but it was very. How many watermelons had to suffer? <laughs> right. Movie. How much the celery stalks were broken? Yeah. Decorative cabbage, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> ornamental <laughs> cabbage. And ornamental cabbage, yeah. OC, as we call it, the business. Yeah, right, every, right, right. every proper Foley artist knows that ornamental cabbage. What is it? Ornamental? Not ornamental. Yeah, ornamental, ornamental cabbage. cabbage. That's the way That's, to go. Yeah. All yeah. right. Now this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. Stay with Todd if you want to live. Check. Keep an eye out for Jason Scott Lee because <laughs> he didn't have his eye. So you tell you to keep an eye out. Oh, yeah. Uh, trench, co- trench coats for everyone. Check. All right. Star Trek Connections. We got a few here. Jason Isaacs played Colonel Meekum in this. In Discovery, he played Captain Gabriel Lorca and was great, by the way. Love yes, he was. Commanding officer of the USS Discovery. Elizabeth Dennehy was in this. Uh, this was Jimmy mm-hmm. Pig's wife. In uh, TNG, played Commander Shelby in the third and fourth season episodes, The Best of Both Worlds and hmm. Best of Both Worlds Part 2. So some pretty solid stuff. I also had it in my head that Michael Chiklis was in an episode of TNG, but I don't know why. No kidding. Hmm. Feels like, it feels like it would have been around the right time. I mean, he was doing guest spots and other things. So Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, I'd give the soundtrack grade an MFTV for made for TV. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not where I thought you were going with the MF. I didn't either. I didn't, that's good. And then, plus, I don't think you really need an explanation. I think MFTV would have probably just. Yeah, Mother yeah. Effin TV. There you go. Mother Effin <laughs> testicle virus. There you go. Got it. Uh, all right. Now it's time for the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 100 and, nope, 280 characters or less. Hasn't been that for a long time, Scott. What are you doing? Let's Five start years. this week with Randy. Soldier, a 40-year-old man who's never known the touch of a woman, takes a long ride on a garbage truck and finds himself in a place where the only woman in the world lives in the same house, and she makes him feel feelings that are so confusing. It's my autobiography. Oh, I thought you were going to say just like a night at Zibbett's house. I was sure it was That's going. what I was thinking. Yeah. Foolness. Brian Dunaway. Soldier, my daddy was in maintenance, and he used to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And something about nipples on a man. I don't know. He was really hard to understand. He had a lot of teeth. By the way, that was a really <laughs> underwhelming thing for Busey to say. He's like, our yeah, dad did every this. Time, every time he would go with that, I was like, I was like waiting for some huge pearl of wisdom. Right, yeah, and it was right. like, it no, was- everyone says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh, that annoyed me. All right, Brian Ibbett. Soldier. Blade Runner connection? We're soldiers. We're replicants, not replicants. <laughs> Good job. Exactly. Uh, that makes me think of something I could draw, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. You're not getting it. I just don't have enough time. That was awesome. Well done. All right. Alternate titles. These just handed to me. This was almost called Snake Plissken versus Real Snakes. It's just too long. Oh, yeah. It's too long. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't see that coming. Uh, or... <laughs> Or Mad Kurt goes to Garbage Town. That's even dumber. All right, moving on. <laughs> who runs Garbage Town? Yeah, who runs Garbage Town? Uh, that's even better. Why didn't I think of that? Damn it, I should have called Ibbet. Ibbet's, you're always on the wings. I should have just called and said, hey, give me a better alternate title than the dumb one I have. No, because it always plays off of yours. So it's like I can't. Uh, oh, wouldn't point. have come up with it had I, had I not heard Good point. This whole show would have just spiraled out of control if we had done it the other way. Uh, here's an email. We got an email from a listener. This is from Braden Shepard. Who wrote in and says this? He sent it to filmsack at gmail.com, by the way, which you are all encouraged to do. And also, just a side note, Filmsack has now taken over the t- other two reigning champions of the most email per week. Oh, and that oh, was really? the wow. instance and TMS both pull in about the same. Oh. This has, uh, as of this week, has garnered more total emails than the other two. Not combined, but uh, it's now the highest email getter of the network, and I just think that's rad. So it is awesome. Go, yeah. go film sack re- Yeah, it's ninety percent corrections, but it's still right. really cool. Yeah, right. yeah. We well, we want to break it down, sure, but you know. <laughs> uh, Braden says this. Salutations, my favorite pack of sackers. Just listen to the running scared episode and take issue with something Randy said. You ready, Randy? Here you go. Excellent. (laughs) Buckle up. Uh, While I know it isn't the best movie, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is one of my favorite movies. I think it deserves a fair shake, and so I say, sack it. I check the site, and I don't believe it's been sacked already. Plus, it is on Hulu currently. Huzzah to my favorite League of Extraordinary Sackers. Love the show and stay safe out there. Brayden. What was... He taking issue with them. You had said you had said something like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen wasn't good at or wasn't good enough to sack or something. I I did not. I absolutely did not. I don't remember the words, but there was some talk. I promise you, I I did not say that. He may have gone. He may have taken it weird. But I. But regardless of whether uh, provide us with a time signature, move along. (laughs) Right. But regardless, I agree. League of Extraordinary. I I love that movie. That is that is a. uh, 
That is something I always like. They got a lot of love grief. that movie. I do love that movie. You can't tell me what I love and don't love. I also love uh, Sucker Punch, and I can love both of them, and you can't no, see No, you can't love either of those films. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I love this idea. That's you like, can't tell me what I love. You must timestamp your grievance or we're unable to address it. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm certain because like I was, I was waiting the whole email for him to take issue with something I said. Like, I, you know, Maybe it was just all of it. And it was just, you know, I take issue that you brought up League of Exhort Extraordinary Gentlemen, sir. I, I actually, I actually would like to sack that movie. I've, yeah, uh, I've only I think it's very part of it. Mm-hmm. It's also Connery's last movie. You know, there's something. Oh, uh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's our ceremony. It'd be a ceremonial moment of like, hey, that's the one he retired on. I about that. <sighs> yeah. Right. I know. It yeah. sucks for him. Yeah. So, quick do something else yeah so i would uh, let me verify else. that that's true just want to make sure he was in some other stuff posthumous not posthumously but like re-releases like video game things and stuff but yeah there it is 2003 league of extraordinary gentlemen's last time he did a thing that was like a, a new gig everything major, else since then is like role. documentaries or right. whatever yeah or yeah. voices taken from other stuff so we should we should celebrate sure. that you know absolutely like there, there are other films that come to mind for me where I stop and go, do I really want to sack it? Like the, uh, one of our must see list is the postman, right? Mm, yes. And like it, we yes. will sack it. Yes. We will. But yes. I, it always gives me pause because I just want to, I just want to watch it. Like I want to watch it today. I don't want to sack it. I want to watch it. It's I kind of want to watch it too. Um, but also the, the problem with the, the, the postman isn't so much that it's just considered this giant mega flop and you know, all of the problems that it has. Um, I really like it because again, post-apocalyptic and it's weird and I like it, mm-hmm. but it's also really long. It's freaking long, like three hours long. I have been staying away from it in anticipation that we're <laughs> going to see it for film sack because I've never seen it. So I'm just basically saying, well, I know we're going to get to it eventually on film sack. Yeah. So I guess I'll just wait just, until we see it then. I, mm-hmm. I've I never just, seen it. And I, I just really just, if you know, nothing's been compelling enough for me to watch it. I it, just put it on to see how long it is. It's two hours, 58 minutes. Yeah. Duh, it's Costner. What do you expect? Well, look, let's not be disparaging the Costner here on the show, shall we? He's the best. I love that did, guy. Did I say it was bad? I I'm, said, no, duh. I'm just teasing. But I love, I, 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 I will admit I have some, I, I, I give up a lot of ground around Costner for whatever reason. I just really, I love everything he does. He's a gentle spirit. Well, he's also apparently, according to some stuff I read, even though in the 90s he had a reputation for being hard to work on set, he's always been like really great with fans, and I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that show he's on now, that um, uh, Yellowstone, is very good, and mostly because he's in it. Um, he's just Brad. So right. let's see The Postman is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's my, that's my example of I, it gives well, me He'd do a better though. job of delivering the mail than my current Postman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they got, oh, and they got, uh, um, who, uh, there's a couple of actors in that. The bad guy used to, uh, oh, I love this. So the background on the bad guy in the movie is that he was a copier salesman before the world went to crap. And now he's like the most evil leader of possible, which I just think is hilarious. But it's also played by, oh, forgot his name. He's in Armageddon. He's like Bruce Willis's pal in Armageddon. Uh, Oh, the guy who's estranged from his wife. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 You know who uh, I mean. I can't Will Patton. I know exactly. Bill what? Will, Will Patton. Will Patton. That's it. So Will Patton's in there. He's the copier salesman bad guy. You got uh, 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 who's, who's Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Who's the singer? 
uh, that, that <laughs> Tom Petty, Tom Petty. Yep. Tom Petty's I've in there. This, I've seen this movie a few times, Scott. <laughs> and Tom Petty plays himself, which is just great. He's in charge of like some weird stronghold of people. It's Tom Petty's in charge. It's just great. One of the most underrated actors of all time, Lorenz Tate, is in this movie yeah. as Ford Lincoln Mercury. Yep. Oh man, we gotta come on. Let's find it. We gotta do this. So, so you get my you get my point. Yeah. I, like, like if there's no way League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> is less sackable, right? It's oh, yeah. definitely more yeah. sackable than yeah, it's so. entirely sackable. I don't think it ever was not. And you guys you are right. Second email. Uh, like no, there was a second email. That's all we have today. Braden right. Shepard, thank you for your email. I mean, there's more in the wings, but I'm you know no need to flush them all out at once. Sure. Uh, thanks for that email. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address to send to. And our next film, which will not have a birthday attached to it at all, uh, is what? I forgot. What are we doing? That's what well, we're going to watch Battle Beyond the Stars, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Not Battle All Stars, right? Not that's that <laughs> Battle Beyond the All Stars. <laughs> right, right, right. Battle of All the All Stars. Battle Beyond the Stars. You're going to find it on Amazon Prime. So we're, we're really switching up on you on these services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, get over to Amazon, check it out. It's uh, it's looks so so good, bad. Yeah, good, absolutely. Bad. Wasn't this a- George Papard, uh, Robert Vaughn, Sybil Danning? Oh, these are all names that only and the one Darlan Flugel, who we saw a couple <laughs> weeks ago as uh, Billy Crystal's uh, ex-wife in Running Scare. Oh yeah. Well, I love these names because they're names I would hear on like a, a an episode of the <laughs> Love Boat. Boat. Yeah. George Papard, yep. Robert Vaughn. And it sounds like a thing Ibbett would totally know because he was a fan <laughs> of the Love Boat. So right. I'm excited about that one. And I don't remember who suggested it. It may have been Ibbett, actually. Was it you? It was said, me when we were t- yeah, when I was yeah, looking we- up who Darlan Flugel was <laughs> for running scared like oh my god she was in battle beyond the stars oh my god we need to watch battle beyond the stars well, but also we all watched running scared on amazon prime which immediately told us we needed to watch battle beyond the stars oh is that amazon, was this the amazon prime said do now watch this and we're like okay no i didn't it didn't show it on mine although i don't know maybe i have a i mean the movie poster alone should be enough to we talked about this last week, but the movie poster alone says, uh, please film sack me. Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. We, we could I just... have a spaceship with testicles and a, <laughs> a pair of glowing aliens. Yeah. It actually feels like it's been a while since we've done one like this. You know, oh, somebody's echo went off. Is everything all right? Yeah, I muted myself to stop it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you'd. You of course said no words that were anything like the the echo word and yeah. No, it's it's uh it's a relative calling us on the on the echo. Oh, and uh, I've I'm never had anyone do that. Is, is, on the uh, video phone. Is that cool? Yeah, do you like taking it them that way? It is kind of cool. The little drop in. Yeah. they're the only relative who does it, and it's kind of fun because you know they have it in their kitchen, we have it in our kitchen. We just kind of sit there and chit okay. chat right. over coffee. Nice. Hey, Google, play Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> all right, we are done. Uh, filmsack.com is our website. You will find all things there that you're looking for ways to contact us, old episodes, the archive feed, everything all the way back to Kroll in 2009 if you're looking for it. So go check that out. That is again filmsack.com. Filmsack at gmail.com again is the email address. We are at filmsack on Twitter. And you can find more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian. And for Randy, up the chain. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.